welcome to Get In, We're Going Healing. I am your host, Tova. Now, if you're watching the video feed, what you've noticed is something weird going on with my face. I have makeup on one side of my face and no makeup on the other side of my face. This was done on purpose because today we are going to talk about worthiness and self-worth. And the reason I've put makeup on one half of my face and makeup and not on the other side is to demonstrate an issue of worthiness I've had. Now that I am making videos and putting my face on the internet for others to see, there is a war going on between myself and my feelings of self-worth. Let me explain. So because I am now viewed on the internet, I'm finding myself having issues with the way I look and whether that meets what viewers are going to like. Why? Because I've been conditioned through society to believe that this side, wearing makeup, is the more acceptable side. That by wearing makeup and making myself look more into current beauty standards, I am then more acceptable than the side of my face that does not have any makeup on. That is just my natural face. So which side should you pick? Well, that has to do with your self-worth and why you would choose to wear makeup, your reasoning, your intent behind it. Do you wear makeup to fit in and be part of the standard and look like everyone else so you can be accepted? Or do you wear makeup because it makes you feel good? I mean, I'm all about wearing things that make you feel good, that bring out your better self, but is it because you feel that your true self may have low worth and you have more value and worth as for who you are when you look the way other people do? That's one of the topics we're going to talk tackle today on our show. Excuse me for a moment. I'm going to go wash the makeup off my face and go with my natural face. There we go. Natural me again. So the reason I bring up this topic is I want people to start asking whether or not they have value. Now, we have a problem in our society. We are a consumer society. We are consumers. Companies are always marketing to us to get their products sold because, of course, they want to make more money. And if they sell us their product, they make more money. So how do they do that? They do that by preying on our weaknesses, on our self-worth, if we're being totally honest, on our self-worth. They tell us that we, in order to be beautiful, you have to meet certain levels of standard. That is society's level of beauty standard. And that generally involves wearing makeup for women. There's body type standards. There's facial standards, there's makeup standards, there's beauty standards, there's a lot of different standards. And for a long time, that included hair. 
As I mentioned in a previous um, episode, I used to straighten my hair. I straightened my hair from the age of 12 until about five or six years ago. About Actually, full curly hair natural has been about four years that I've been wearing my hair that way. And I started when I was 12. I started chemically relaxing my hair and straightening it. I mean, my hair has a lot of length. When you straighten out the curls, it's pretty long. But you get shrinkage with the curl. Um, And I was ashamed. If I'm being honest, I was ashamed to wear my hair curly because I had been taught through my own mother's straightening, chemically straightening her hair, as well as through the media and different sources that my natural hair was not beautiful. My my natural hair needed to be changed. And in order to fit in with the other kids at my school, I did not have a lot of uh, different races um, in my, my school. I mean, we're talking the 1980s and 1990s. So uh, there weren't a lot of um, dark-skinned children in my school, for lack of better term. I don't want to go with Black or African-American or I'm not quite sure. Let's call it um, BIPOC, Black Indigenous People of Color. There was not a lot of diversity in my school. So there was not a lot of natural hair. Those who were women of color straightened their hair. And the gentlemen of color, the men of color, would keep their hair really short. So there was no real natural growing of hair. So I began to equate natural curly hair with unattractive. And I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be part of, I wanted to be accepted, as most people do. So I let go of my natural hair, my natural hair, so I could chemically straighten it. And I did that for a long time just to be accepted. And I had low self-worth. I mean, for many reasons, we already talked, excuse me, my eye is still, after washing my, my makeup off, my eye is still a little funky. Um, as we talked about in the Breaking the Generational Curses uh, discussion, I want to say that was episode three. Um, I did not, I, I had some issues with, the, with my parents' parenting style that left me with um, some self-worth issues as a child. And adding to that was my, that my hair was not okay the way it was that I had to change it. Um, Working on my natural hair, wearing my hair natural um, is a beauty choice, but it's also a expression of who I am as a person, because this is how it grows. This is how it comes out of my head without, uh, without trying to change it. I mean, obviously not the blonde part that's added just for aesthetic, but this is the texture that comes out of my hair, out of my head. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful just the way it is. But that is not the message that, I mean, that's the message we're getting out now. In society, we're starting to see more media that's rolling around the acceptance of natural hair. But in lots of places, it's still not completely accepted. And growing up, it was not accepted for me. It was not an acceptable hair option unless you were wearing it in braids. And then you could wear your hair natural. But it was not, I mean, I know that we're Afros in the 60s, but by the time we got to the 90s, 80s and 90s, Afros were not in style. For men, the flat top was in style. That was a style in the 90s. And it was, um, I mean, that that worked natural hair. But for women, it, once relaxer came in, in order to be acceptable in society amongst people who were not of color, straight hair was the way to go. 
and even people who are lighter skinned, people who are not people of color, um, they were told their hair was not cool. I mean, the eighties was the crimp, you know, the crimped hair, but, um, that one out of style, excuse me. And, um, straight hair, flat irons became the thing. And I used to spend an hour and a half straightening my hair. Now I wear it natural. And that's an expression of my self-worth that actually increased my self-worth by believing that I am beautiful the way I am without straightening that I'm don't, I'm not meeting some beauty standard. I am beautiful the way I am. So there's a little bit about me and my story about um, self-worth, but I wanted to get into some of how we can see that demonstrated in different things. Now, one of the things I'm going to talk about is the movie Soul. If you have not seen the movie Soul, you should probably stop this discussion right now and go watch that movie. If you're not going to watch the movie, heads up, spoilers alert, okay? I love the movie Soul. Love it. Love it. Love it. My shirt today says happy. I am happy. I love the movie Soul greatly. I, I love the whole message in it. I love the discussion of spirituality on how uh, what you talk about with the end of life and what happens when we die in a way that is a better explanation, I find, for my child, because that has been a topic that has come up. We have lost a few members of our family over the last few years. Uh, unfortunately, we've lost a few members of our family just in the last year. It's been a tough year. Um, but that's something that comes up with my child is what happens when we die? And that's such a difficult question to answer. And Soul does a wonderful job explaining that in a way that is inclusive of generally all the faiths. I mean, you could some faiths have different, you know, I'm not going to speak for all faiths. I'm just me. I'm not an expert on this. Um But having the idea of the afterlife and the before life and souls before they come to earth, who they are before they get to earth, the programming of souls, wonderful movie. What I want to talk mostly about, though, is at the end of the movie. It's the scene at the end of the movie, once 22 has been down to earth and has gone back to the U seminar, the great before, Um, and soul 22 has gotten the earth pass but um joe gardner had made an agreement and took the earth pass and and went back to earth and got his big break and when he gets back um when he gets pulled back he uh he ends up finding out that 22 having lived is now a lost soul and a lost soul is one who get so wrapped up in something that they can't just exist in free space. So 22 ends up lost as a lost soul and Joe tries to help her come out of it. And she's this big blob thing. And he ends up getting eaten, I suppose, by the the lost soul monster thing that's around 22. And then he's in the storm. Okay. And this is the part I want to talk about. He's in the storm. So he's in the storm and he's in there. And what you see with 22 is all these mentors who've been with her before, who couldn't help her find her spark, her purpose. I mean, those sparks and purpose are different things, but um, couldn't find her spark that would lead her to be ready for a life on earth. And she's had, they, they go into the movie and talk about the different, um, the different mentors that 22 has had. 
that were supposed to help guide her. And you see, um, you get glimpses of it throughout the movie, but you see things like um, they're telling her, you'll, you're annoying. You'll never find your spark. You're not a great person. You're not, you're, and it's all this negative stuff, right? And I found when I was watching that, that felt like our inner critics. That felt like what it feels like as a human when we have that negative voice speaking to us and telling us you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you can, you'll never do this, you'll never make this, you'll never do that. Oh, look, you messed up again, you'll never do it. That was these different mentors that were saying this. And even though it looked on the outside, like 22 brushed it off, like, ha ha ha, it's, it's fine. Ha, ha I annoyed them all. It deeply wounded her. The way that people spoke to her deeply wounded her. And that was in there. And then you see the worst of it is Joe, a version of Joe saying that you'll never find your purpose. You'll never find your spark. You'll never find this. You only got that because of me. You only got that because you were in my body. You only did it because of this. Totally taking out her value that she came to this on her own. Okay. And it was hard. It was hard to watch. The first time I watched it, I cried because I was still working and I am still working. It's still work in progress, working on how to fully come to terms with those different negative voices, those different thoughts that are in there telling you you're not good enough. And as you see it, you hear 22 going deeper into it saying, not good enough, not good enough. I'm not good enough. She had no self-worth. She had no belief in who she was. And we have all felt that way. I, Pixar and Disney do a great job with this. I identified with it so hard because of that lack of worth. Because 22 saying, I'm not good enough. Because all these people have told me I am not good enough. So if, I, if all these people are telling me this, it must be true. It must be because all of these people have said it. So it must be true. And it was, she, when she internalized that message, she, she kind of went into a, a depression. I feel like the lost souls is like a depression, like in that space where we're not ourselves, we're not our genuine selves. We're not our authentic selves because we're so caught up in what we're supposed to do, what we've been conditioned what we've been programmed to believe by society by our families by other people our you know our generational uh, burdens that go through the belief systems that get passed down from family to family of what we're supposed to be and if we don't meet that specific thing then we lose our value and our worth because we don't hold worth to others when we aren't meeting what the, the criteria is but here's the thing Here's what we learn. Our value and our worth is not determined by others. Our value and our worth, it's called self-worth because it's determined by you, by yourself. That's not something that other people get to determine for you. Your value and your worth is not determined by what other people decide your value and your worth is because you can do something that they think is amazing and that increases your value and worth to them. Your value and worth is derived from the inside, how you feel about yourself, not how others feel about yourself. 
Another example of that that I wanted to bring up um, is another Disney movie, Moana. It's been out long enough. I'm sure you've seen it. Everybody's you're welcome with The Rock and like a great movie, by the way. Great movie. One of my favorites through Disney because it's more about becoming who you are rather than the familiar archetype that has happened in Disney movies of someone save me because I'm a damsel in distress and someone has to save me and all that old conditioning, right? Moana is one of those that's a new conditioning about believing in yourself, believing in your spark and your purpose, even if others don't, because it's not their journey, it is your journey. So getting into the self-worth idea, okay, Moana was always pretty self-determined, but Maui, Maui had some serious self-worth issues. So the story behind Maui is that he's a demigod. His, his parents were human and he ended up being taken by the gods and turned into a demigod. Of course, a, a god is born of gods. A demigod would be like a human that has godlike abilities. So he's given this fish hook, this magical fish hook that allows him to change his shape into other things. And he wants to prove so badly to the humans who gave him up. He's looking for his worth through the humans by doing these different things, raising the mountains from the sea and, you know, calling down the rains and creating the coconuts and all these different things that he sings about in the song, You're Welcome. He talks about all the things he's done for human, for man. But it was all to gain approval from man because he didn't feel that he was worthy because his parents gave him up. But then they go to fight um, Taka, the lava monster. So they go to fight Taka. And when he gets into a fight with Taka, his fish hook breaks. He didn't trust Moana. He's got this whole, I am the most important person, narcissist. I'm the most important person. I'm the most important. I'm everything. You're nothing. You're just some kid. You're just some mortal. I'm amazing because I'm a demigod, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So then his fish hook gets broken. And when they come to on this boat, he said, I, he says, I told you not to do it. I told you to stop. And she says, I'm sorry. And he says, without my fish hook, I am nothing. And Moana says, but that's not true. And he interrupts her and says, without my fish hook, I am nothing. And he gives up and he flies away. And Moana does her thing. And, you know, if we've seen the movie, we all know she does her thing. And uh, before I get too far into, I, I want to get into Defeaty and Taka as well and self-worth and self-value. And But right now I just want to talk about Maui. Maui comes to terms at the end and says, fish hook, no fish hook, I'm Maui. And he learns his self-worth. He learns that he holds value without his fish hook. He does not need his fish hook to be valuable. He is valuable as he is. Why? Because he finally gets the lesson. It is from within. Your worth and your value comes from how you feel about yourself. So we also see that in, well, we also see the power of heart and self-love and self-value in Tafiti and Taka, who we know if we've seen the movie are the same person. 
Tefiti is the goddess that builds life and brings life and is joy and abundance and just everything amazing and just self-love, love, love, love everywhere. Tefiti is, or Taka is the exact opposite. Taka is anger and violence and lava and fire and destruction and all of the, the negative emotions. So in that, we could say that once you know and you see and you, you realize at the end where Moana holds up the stone, she looks up to, to Ka and she sees the spiral after realizing Tefiti is not there. She holds up the stone and y'all, I cry every time at this part. Okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crier. <laughs> I'm a crier. Um, and I cry every time when she holds up the stone and she says to the sea, let her come to me in the sea's part. And she holds up the stone and she starts walking through the middle where it's dry, where Taka won't get hurt. And Taka starts coming to her and she starts the song. I have crossed the oceans to find you. I know your name. They have stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. I know who you are, who you really are. Taka comes down. She puts the stone on the heart and whoa, everything breaks down. And lo and behold, it's actually Tefiti. Now, if this isn't, if this isn't the full metaphor of when we are not living from our heart, when we are living from our ego, our wounded self, our, our low value versions of ourselves, we are like Taka. We are angry. We are destructive. We do things that are not for our best self because we are so angry. The world handed us a raw deal. The world, the world isn't fair. I didn't get what I am owed. I put in this. I should have gotten that. I did this. Should be A and B. It should be this way. Should be, should be, should be, should be. All of those should be's are based on those negative feelings, right? Those negative, you know, those negative vibes that we're carrying, that feeling of I'm, I am owed because I am not good enough or I have, you're, you're looking for your self-value on the outside from the external. When we are living from our heart space, we are actually living from our love for ourselves and then expanding that love and compassion for others. When we live in our heart space, it starts with loving from the inside. We can't love well for those on the outside if we don't love well on the inside. The rest of it's all just projecting. You're, you're trying to do something that you don't actually know how to do. You're trying to give love to others, but you don't truly know how to love because you do not love the flaws and the things within yourself. The things that you decide or society has told you is unacceptable about yourself. And those are the things that we sit there and we tell ourselves, I am not good enough because I do not meet the standard. And then we try to tell others, we love you, but you can't truly love without accepting yourself. Because as long as you cannot see that love for yourself, you cannot see that you are worthy of love. How are you going to give another and say you are wholly worthy as you are? without changing, without being something else, without meeting a different criteria, without any of that, you are worthy as you are, but I'm not. You are beautiful for all of the parts of who you are, but not me. I have things to work on. I have things that I'm not good enough because of this. 
don't you see how not accepting those parts of you and loving yourself stops you from fully being able to accept others? How can you live that for others if you're not accepting of that of yourself? Now, if we're honest, we know that this goes back to our traumas. I mean, if we're honest, doesn't it all? It all goes back to the unhealed trauma, unhealed those, those wounds that we've had inflicted on us by external, by society, by the media, by our parents, by our friends, by, you know, very, people who probably didn't mean to hurt you, but still did. And most of them are just repeating the same old stuff that they were conditioned to believe as well. Because people who truly believe in loving yourself, they don't care so much about those things because they'll love you for who you are, not for what you pretend to be to fit in. So when we love ourselves, we can love others more, but it comes from those traumas. It comes from being able to acknowledge those traumas, find them and say, this is not the real me. Forgive yourself, forgive those people who hurt you and begin to love yourself, begin to connect with yourself. And this is all this channel is all about. I mean, this is all I'm trying to do in this channel is to share with you different ways to love yourself, connect with yourself, be yourself, work through this trauma. And I know I'm not alone right now. There's a big shift going on. Everybody is doing the same thing. You'll see lots and lots of lots of people who are sharing a similar message because it's the same thing. It's learning to love yourself, accept yourself, find your worth and your value from within and spread that stuff like hot sauce. Find that love and share that love with other people and not through what society has told you is an acceptable value for you, but because you understand that you have value in and of yourself, regardless of whether you meet society's expectations. Those expectations change all the time and they're based on somebody else's trauma-filled view. All of those things are created by people who feel lesser than, and they're looking for solutions to fix your feeling of lesser than, but you cannot fix your feeling of lesser than by doing things from the external. You can only fix those feelings of lesser than by addressing them from your core, fixing that feeling of I am not worthy from the inside. And when you feel that you are worthy and valuable, then the message that the external and society and everything else is giving you holds no water for you because you know the truth. You know that you are beautiful as you are. You know that you are intelligent as you are. You know that you are wonderful amazing soul on this planet trying to learn, trying to grow, and that all of these things do not help your highest self. They don't. They don't help you grow to be happy. Since when is putting on a face full of makeup and spending a fortune at Sephora the same as being happy? Sure, it's fun. I like doing my makeup. I like doing all that. It's fun. But can you exist without it? To not be the type of person who needs makeup in order to go out in the world. And I know some people like this, and I have known people like this. Some people are not in my life anymore, but some people were. And they could not leave the house without without makeup. 
They did not feel that there was value to them without makeup. They did not feel that they would be accepted without makeup. Now, I know some people feel that they look better with makeup, but I am always a staunch believer of your, your makeup needs to be done to make you feel good, but not to bring you self-worth because you are worthy without the makeup. You are worthy without those things. Okay. Like, I really want you to understand that you don't need those things in order to be beautiful. You are beautiful simply because you are unique soul here on this planet, living your life, doing your thing, right? That's awesome. That's amazing. You don't need that. Just like Maui understood, your value comes from being you, not for what you can provide to other people, not for what you can give them, but strictly because you're you. And that's amazing. 22 learned that. When, when Joe showed her that she, she, she discovered the earth passed by herself, she found her own spark strictly in living, living in this world, living in this beautiful, amazing planet that we live on. Earth Day just passed. And it's one of those days I hope you got out and, and you know, enjoyed being out in nature and enjoyed that there was beautiful nature to see that the sun is out and there's green things growing. And we had some snow going on earlier in the week for uh, 420, for those who uh, know the 420, for 420, we had snow, which was crazy. And then everything melted. And then we just got this beautiful weather again. I hope you got out and enjoyed nature. And that's living, living, being a part of the world. That's what 22 was able to teach us, that the beauty in life is just in living. And the beauty in you is just in being you. Natural hair, no makeup, whatever it is. I mean, care for your body. That also goes into stuff of caring for your body and making sure that you're hydrating and eating proper nutritious food, whole foods, self-care, making sure you're doing the intellectual self-care and the uh, physical self-care and the emotional self-care and, and all the different types that we talked about in our self-care video. Um, if you haven't seen that yet, or if you haven't listened to the podcast version, go ahead and check that out. It may be of interest to you. Um, but there's, you know, in our self-care and our love is showing ourselves that we care, that we matter, that our value and our worth is from being alive and being here and being having this experience with these specific people around you. I mean, don't even get me started on the souls around you. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk another episode about like uh, guides on this planet and people who are meant to circulate into your life, reasons, seasons, lifetimes. I'm sure you've seen the meme. People come to you for a reason or a season or a lifetime. Um, those people are meant to help guide you along your path along the way. And if you really took a moment to see that, you would actually be able to recognize different people came into your life at different times usually when you needed them, gave you advice or, or something, an experience happened that moved you in a different direction, moving on your path. You're all here having a human experience on this planet, which is amazing and wonderful. But don't forget that you are not of this planet. Your value doesn't come from those people who are on this planet telling you that you have worth. It comes from within. So um, just to touch on that, um, to give you a little resource that may help you with your self-worth and your self-value, I wanted to share with you um, a book that I picked up for my child and I absolutely adore it. And it is called 
Have you filled a bucket today? A guide to daily happiness for kids. There's a, a grown-up series, I believe, about it. I, I can't, there's a lot of, in this book. Um, it's written by Carol McLeod and illustrated by David Messing. Um, and it's amazing. Okay. I have to, if you, if you're a parent and you don't already know about this book, I strongly suggest you find out about this book. So what it talks about in how to fill your bucket is that every single person walking around has an invisible bucket. Your friends, your neighbors, your teachers, your parents, your children, everybody, everybody's got an invisible bucket. And the bucket's only purpose is to hold your good thoughts and your good feelings about yourself. Now, when we don't feel good about ourselves, when we have low self-worth, our bucket is low. <laughs> There's not a whole lot in it. And when our bucket is low, we may feel angry, sad, depressed, irritable, all of those negative feelings that we tend to have. Um, those tend to go along with low buckets when we have low buckets. And the problem with having a low bucket is that you tend to take that out on other people, unfortunately, because your bucket is low. So you are taking that out on other people. And what that means is you're dipping. They show it in the book as dipping a ladle into somebody else's bucket. So somebody who might feel good about themselves, you're going to say something that makes them feel less good about themselves. Not necessarily being mean, though that is part of it. It could just be like, Ugh, I just can't deal with you right now. Can you go away? Because that hurts, <laughs> truthfully, if we're honest, if we're trying to share something with someone and they're just not engaging, I mean, that's our own things, but whatever, it still makes you feel less, right? Because it feels like they've taken away from you and they have in a way. So when you, when you dip in somebody's bucket, you take away their good feelings, but you can't scoop out somebody's bucket and fill yours with that. It doesn't work. It's like there's a hole. It continues to filter out because when you hurt other people, you just end up hurting them and you don't actually feel better about yourself. So what do we do about that? In the book, it goes in and talks about um, filling your bucket. The way that you can fill a bucket is by filling someone else's bucket. Whenever you do something nice for someone else, you end up giving yourself good feelings as well. So you add to their bucket by increasing their good feelings and thoughts about themselves. And by, by result, you end up filling your own bucket with good thoughts and feelings about yourself because you did something good and nice. So that's how we can help with our self-worth. We can, we can acknowledge that maybe our buckets are a little empty. And maybe it's time to do some of those self-care items we talked about that can help you have better thoughts and feelings about yourself. Truly, if, if you don't like your hair, I mean, I'm not a big advocate. What I'm trying to get in is accepting yourself for who you are. But if in order to feel good about yourself, you need to straighten it until you can work through. I mean, it's, it's, it's little steps, right? You can't do all of these things at once. It doesn't happen at once. Finding worth and self-value comes from small steps, making little changes. And each of those little changes compound. And next thing you know, you look back and you're really far from where you started, but you didn't notice it because you just kept making small changes. That's how we increase our self-worth and our self-value, that we, are, we, we learn to make small choices to help ourselves feel good about ourselves. So if that means you add a glass of water in your day, at the beginning of your day, and you can tell yourself, hey, I, I drank some water today. You feel good about yourself. Add more to your bucket. You see somebody who's, who's struggling, you hold a door open for them. Add to your bucket. There's lots of ways that we can add value, 
helping to ourselves, you know, writing in a journal. I mean, there's lots of different self-care items we can do. And we've talked about that in our self-care thing. So I won't go into it now, but self-worth is important. It's how you feel about you. If you feel bad about yourself, how do you enjoy life? Because every time you look at yourself, you feel bad about yourself. Well, what's that about? That's trauma. That's your unhealed trauma popping up. That's your, that's a a critic. That's like 22's voices coming in as the lost soul saying, oh, you're not good enough. You're not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not healthy enough. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. You know what you're not? That voice. That's not you. That's not your real you. That is your trauma voice. That is your unhealed trauma popping up because someone told you that. Someone made you feel that way and you internalized that. And you took the external and made it an internal. The only way to make the external that became internal external again is by fixing the internal and you push all those externals out. And you realize I have value. I have worth. I am awesome. I am amazing just because I am me. And there is nobody else out there like me. I am the only me that exists. That's it. There's no one. There's no other me. There's no other Tova like me. I'm me. This is me. This is the only person I can be. I can't be anyone else. I can't pretend to be anyone else. I can only be myself. You can only be yourself. You can't be that supermodel on the page. You can't be that mom on Pinterest. You can't be that mom on Facebook. You can't be any of those things because that is not who you are. You are just you. And that is beautiful. That is amazing. Why would you want to be anyone but you? There is no, if you're not being you, who the heck is being you? Right? You are you. So get that self-worth up. Don't believe those critics. So humans, You are not your outsides. You are your insides. Okay, self-worth. You are worthy. You have value. Not because someone else told you to, but because you are valuable just by being here. I hope you remember that. Take that with you. Take that to heart. If you need to put affirmations around your house, I do it. I do it. Don't judge. I don't judge. I've stuck little post-its on my mirror, things like, you are amazing. You are awesome. Look at you. Look at how far you've come. You are fabulous. You are gorgeous. You are a light that you shine into others. This is all true for you too. You are gorgeous. You are a light unto other people. When you shine your light brighter, you help other people's light get brighter. You help other people shine brighter. That has value. Okay. You are valuable, not because of what you give to others, but because of who you are. I just wanted to be clear about some of the ideas that we can use to help us improve our self-worth. Things like affirmations, telling ourselves affirmations every day, giving us positive feedback. That's not very different than what we would for our friends or for our children. By telling them, you are amazing, you are wonderful, you are awesome, all those different, you are good at these things, these are your skill sets, all those things that we would say to other people, we need to give ourselves that. We need to say that to ourselves to believe it, okay? So there's one, affirmations. Second one, doing the work, doing the self-work, digging into the things underneath 
that are keeping you from being your better self, those voices, that inner critic that sounds like many other people in your life, just like 22, many many other people in your life who have said negative things to you, you need to dig through that and you need to say, I am not those things and do the work, self-work. Okay. There's your trauma. So affirmations, self-work, self-care, taking care of ourselves, doing things we need in order to grow and be our best healthy selves and to feel that we are taken care of self-worth. Okay. Affirmations, um, doing the self-work and doing the, uh, the self-care. Those are very invaluable to self-worth and making sure that the content that you are consuming is not negative content, not complainy, complainy, whiny, 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 ego-driven content. Make sure that you are filling your mind, your soul, your body with healthy things that help you grow. Whole foods that take care of your insides, the things that you, the media you are consuming is healthy media and productive and helping you grow rather than things that make you focus on the negatives and drag you down. Okay. Chakra work, doing the chakra work to check in with your chakras and see if they're out of alignment. That's important for making sure that you are feeling good about yourself because that'll, you'll find your, your work in there as you go. So, um, those are the things making sure that you are loving yourself, making sure that you are making time for yourself, making sure that you are making yourself a priority. We forgot the card pull. I forgot the uh, I am everything cards. These are wonderful. So I'm going to pull another one again because I really enjoy these. We're going to see what comes up today. Ooh. Well, this is good. I am compassionate. Number 13. I am compassionate. I understand how important it is to have compassion and not just for others, but for myself as well. That's a perfect card today. I may have let myself down. I forgive myself for the times I may have let myself down. I forgive others for the same. I realize that like me, everyone is doing the best they know with the tools they have. I am compassionate. Beautiful message. And that's from the uh, I am media company. You can find them at imandco.com. Um, so thank you for staying for that last little bit. I hope you remember that, that you are compassionate for yourself and for others. Love for yourself and love for others. Oh, one final thing. Use visualization techniques too. Like you use your stuff. Um, some of the stuff we talked about in the chakras visualization. Um, if you are a Patreon member, uh, I have loaded a video on a guided meditation for chakras and grounding to help you ground and center and work your energy through those chakras and how to focus in as we talked about with tracy in our last talk about the different chakra points along the the body as they go how to find out what feels off and you'll usually feel off when you feel a pressure in there when you feel like it feels not quite as nice as the other ones there's something there so push a little energy into that so i guide through that if you are a patreon member if you are not one of the patrons What's the matter with you? Just kidding. <laughs> just, just joking. Um, if you are interested in becoming a member, that is already up and available for you. New things will be added each week for members. Um, so that means if you are a Patreon member and you subscribe and you pay, um, you uh, support each month, 
um, then there is different perks that come up for Patreon members. Okay. So different guided meditations, different things that are related to the last talk, as well as releasing episodes early. Episodes are generally released on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. For Patreon members, you will get early access to those episodes before they are published to everyone else. And that means you will also get the extra content that comes throughout the week that is connected to that, the guided meditations, the stretches, all the different things that I'm going to be using um, throughout to, to kind of add extra to what we've talked about that I just to keep the episode from being crazy long. Um, so yeah, make sure that you subscribe to Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash get in healing. Um, and make sure you subscribe on there to get all those extras that are con the extra content that's shared there. You can also, if you just want to send a donation, you can do that as well through buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash get in healing. You can send a donation there, a tip. I mean, you know, I, I hope that these help you and that, you know, you do something. And if it really does help you in some way, I would love if you could just throw a tip my way, you know, appreciative again, don't have to, but I always appreciate that. Um, and then, you know, if you have any questions or you want to go deeper into this topic, feel free to send me a message. You can send me something on Instagram. You can send me something on Facebook. You can send me something in the comments if you're watching the YouTube video. Um, and if you are listening for the first time, I hope that this talk was helpful and that you hit that subscribe button and that follow button and make sure that you keep up on the new episodes as they are released. I will see you next week and we will talk further about other things that help us become our better, most authentic selves. I love you, you crazy human. Love yourself too.